All right, uh, hello everybody. Um, welcome to a very special episode of a Homestuck podcast. Uh, John, how are you doing today? I'm I'm hanging in there. I, I'm excited. It's our it's our first ever having a guest on episode. Is that thing that I said we would never ever do, and we're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Today we are joined. Uh, well, I'll let uh, our guest introduce herself. Uh, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Sarah Zedig. I wrote Godfields. Uh, yeah. I've also done some I've also done some other stuff, but uh, Godfields is what I'm here for. Yeah, uh, and you know, to be clear, uh, we'd love to talk get to some of um like talk about your background with uh, Rest of Homestuck. Um, and actually, uh, the the first thing I was going to ask you was as part of your introduction was to uh, share with us uh, what your story with Homestuck was uh, like how. How did you find it? Um, what is mm. your uh, what is your relationship to it? Uh, tell us about it. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I actually didn't really I didn't finish Homestuck until I think the start somewhere somewhere in the first third of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I started reading it uh, towards some, somewhere near the end of 2015 because of a, a good friend of mine uh, recommended it to me. But I I read a lot of web comics when I was younger. So I'm I'm 34 now. Uh, but I uh, when I was in high school in in from 2004 2008, uh, I read a lot of web comics and um, ev- all, there were just huge variety of people in that scene. You know, besides Andrew Hussey, Ryan North, Meredith Grand, Casey Green, every, all the all of the classics that went on to do a bunch of crossover things and then never talk to each other again. Uh, I, I I read all of those and I read uh, uh, Problem Sleuth back in the day and and loved it. And then I read the beginning of Homestuck when it started. Uh, that was right after uh, I, I graduated high school. So that'll be and, back uh, in like 2009, like the actual genesis point of the comic. Yeah, I definitely read the first maybe like 50 pages back then, and and I just fell off. Um, uh, yes, yeah. I, 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 nobody has ever had this experience before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's the, it's the, no, no, it's the first time that anybody has ever started Homestuck and then not finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, I'm regrettably uh, the, the, the first person who has failed to read Homestuck. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, I, um, uh, I finished it somewhere in 2016, and I really, really, really liked it, but I didn't understand it. Uh, I there's there's just so many things going on in that story that are just labyrinthine and and difficult to parse. Uh, and I, I I loved the characters. I loved how weird it was. Uh, I'm I've just generally I've always been very attracted to stories that uh, take some work to to, to understand. Um, I, I, I guess I'm also, uh, addicted to lost causes, uh, mm-hmm. because I, like one of my favorite shows is lost. I didn't mean for that to be a pun, but it turned out to be one. Uh, I have been, I've been an ardent lost defender my whole life. Uh, there's, uh, so I've, I've, I'm used to, uh, backing the horse that is the most hated publicly. It's always a fun experience to bring up one of your favorite things and then the, the, to see the look in somebody's eyes when it's like, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to have to explain why this is actually good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And with Homestuck especially, that's mm-hmm. a very common experience. Um, but then 
uh, where things sort of changed for me was in, uh, I think, somewhere in 2018. I had been planning on doing a video about basically just like uh, why you should read Homestuck. Uh, I should say I'm also a video essayist. Um, I, I My channel is called Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, I uh, had been planning on doing a video about Homestuck and I started listening to some podcasts. I discovered the Perfectly Generic podcast, which was at the time uh, a... Um, uh, a, a show where every episode was just sort of a, a different topic on uh, anal analyzing Homestuck. So there would be an episode on like just just talking about Jade mm. or just talking about troll biology uh, or just talking about racism in, in the comic. Um, and I really uh, liked that uh, that crew, the, the, the host and all the people there uh, that they had on as, as rotating guests and. Um, Start of 2019, I was lucky enough uh, to be on, uh, if you know, the YouTuber H Bomber guy. He did mm -hmm. the yes. live, the, the Donkey Kong 64, uh, like week long charity stream. I was lucky enough to get on that and um, uh, sort of infamously, I guess, uh, tried to talk uh, H Bomber guy into liking Homestuck. Um, Imagine the, that. Yeah. Oh God. I, um, uh, my favorite, my favorite moment from that is that I jumped on the call. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what the inciting incident was, but I jumped on the call and was like, uh, oh, I heard you guys talking about Homestuck. I want to talk about Homestuck. And Jim Sterling, uh, uh James Stephanie Sterling mm -hmm. was on, was on the call. And, and, and as soon as I said that, she was like, all right, well, it's time for me to leave. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, anyway, long story short, um, as a result of being on that, uh, Kate, the host of PGen, reached out to me uh, to, to come on as a guest on that show to talk about uh, Friend Sim. Uh, and I did that, and it was a lot of fun. And then she asked me to come back a couple more times. And then um, uh, basically, Kate wound up getting involved in official Homestuck stuff for reasons. We don't necessarily need to get into, mm -hmm. uh, but but um, uh, I, I I got so into it from listening from listening to podcasts, uh, listening to PGen, and having lots of conversations with all the people in the PGen server and and all the guests and stuff uh, that I, I I finally felt like I was starting to understand it, and I had um, these lingering feelings that I wanted to like, like questions that I wanted to explore. Like what, what really sat with me at the end of Homestuck was like uh -huh. the, 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 in the credits, the, the, the sequence where, um, John is sort of, um, uh, uh, uh video calling, uh, what Snapchat, that's what the, the yeah, TikTok, the, the, the TikTok. Snapchat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Snapchatting with uh, Caliborn and then John smashes the, the, the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, that, th there was just this like melancholy to that final bit of the credits that always uh -huh. stuck with me. Right. And that was sort of the basis for, uh, the, the first Godfields. Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, just, I wanted to explore that melancholy and explore like, like retcon is one of those powers that's fun to think about just in terms of like weird narrative mechanics. But what, what I was really interested in was 
what what that does to somebody's psychology like mm-hmm. how how fucked it would be to to have the ability to just rewrite anybody's life for any reason at any moment um uh and so i wrote god feels one sort of just on that premise not really intending it to be anything i hadn't written fiction in a really long time um yeah i'm, I'm, gonna, and, I'm, and, uh, I'm gonna actually yeah yeah sorry sorry i'm, I'm going yeah, yeah no, sorry <laughs> it's, this is great um but the, i was gonna back up because that treasure small into my next uh question was um like was this your first vor- uh, foray into fan fiction or um what yeah what was it that got you into writing fan yeah. fiction and what was it that like inspired you to, like uh apply it to homestuck specifically uh, you well started already, so, yeah. go ahead sorry yeah yeah, yeah. uh no 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 um so i uh for for pretty much my whole adolescent life and a lot of my adult life, what I wanted to be was a writer. Uh, and I wrote prolifically when I was a teen. Um, I actually got my start writing, doing like Zelda fan fiction <laughs> and uh, role plays on forums and stuff. Um, and and I, uh, in my 20s, I actually wrote, uh, I, I wrote a bunch of stuff that never did anything but i did finish one book that i i uh uh self-published and submitted to a thing that i I won like an editor's choice award and i was like great i did it i wrote a book and some people liked it and and then i just kind of stopped writing mission accomplished uh, right yeah 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 i kind of i just sort of stopped writing and that was the point at which like i had when i went to college i decided i wanted to focus on writing so i did two years of a of a um, a writing degree, basically creative writing. And by the end of the second year, I knew pretty well that it wasn't for me. And I took a film studies class in that second year and realized, wait a minute, I, I, I need to go to film school. This has been, this has been my thing. The reason I wanted to be a writer was because I, I had all these movies playing in my brain and I knew that I would never be able to make those movies. <laughs> uh, and, and so why don't I just go to school to study movies? So at that point, I transferred to film school and I did that. I worked in the Oklahoma film industry for a couple of years. Um, and that was great. I sort, of, I sort of just stopped writing. Basically, I, I, set, I set everything aside. I didn't want to do my own stuff. I just wanted to help other people and, and learn how to, how to make stuff and gave up on writing for a while. Um, and and uh, eventually I realized I was transgender. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. And then I, I, my video essays started taking off, uh, and then uh, uh, the 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 I I don't know I really don't know what made the difference with Godfields. I don't I don't know why I committed to it. It was just I had this feeling, and I wanted I wanted to express it, and I didn't know how. I had I had this this question that I wanted to explore that had this emotional weight. Uh, and that's always what's compelled me to write more than anything is when I have like just this nagging, like, I, I just want to see what happens when I, when I put this character in this situation and, 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 and make them exposit on why they hate themselves. And um, yeah, like it was the first writing I'd done in a really long time. Uh, and, and I wasn't intending it to be like a thing that I did. I wasn't. I, I wasn't planning on becoming a Homestuck fanfic writer or anything. Um, and I, I wasn't intending to write anything more. I just I just liked that one thing by itself and I, and I published it and people liked it. Uh, and it just happened to be 
like a, a week or two before the Homestuck epilogues came yep, out. Yep. Crazy timing. <laughs> and yes. And and the thing is, like I was friends, I was already at that point friends with people who um like I, I, I was I was friends with Aisha, Eufara, um and 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 Kate and a couple of other people mm-hmm. who had who had read and like Aisha's name is is she she wrote I think she helped write some of some of the epilogues. Mm-hmm. Uh she certainly did some uh 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 sensitivity writing but um i'm i'm, I'm about 100 percent sure that her name is on the book yeah yeah i believe yeah uh, yeah uh and so uh i i but, but i didn't know anything about them but i but uh they they read god feels one and when and they got conspicuously silent and then <laughs> and then after we did all we all did a stream together where we read um the the prologue and then a week later when the rest of the epilogues came out we did a stream all of us reading the whole thing in character roles. I did Gamzee. That was a nightmare. Oh. I downloaded a I downloaded a horn app for my phone. Uh, I think I still have it on my phone actually. But um, I uh, 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 when we did that after the call, uh, they like I should message me and was like, "Hey, how did you how did you do this? <laughs> it's uncanny." <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was going to ask um like wh- what if there was any background story to the the disquieting similarity between the premise of Godfields and how the epilogues kick off. Um, sounds I don't, like it was I, I, a lot of, it sounds just as much of a surprise on your end. Yeah, no, it was a big surprise. I guess it was just that I happened to hit on the same kind of core thread of melancholy mm-hmm. that um, the epilogues was, uh, were, were meant for that. Um, uh, the the primary author author uh, uh, Jen Giesbrecht she uh, uh, I think I think she uh, she wrote she wrote the epilogue spe- like I think I think the only thing that Andrew wrote himself spe- specifically was the 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 prologue mm-hmm. and then Jen wrote most of the rest of it um, and 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 I feel like we were just kind of all pulling from the same kind of general feeling. Uh-huh. And I, I just happened. I mean, it might just be to some extent that if if you're uh, there's there's fan fiction that's coming from a place of I want to fix this story or I want to put my characters in a in a in a in a new situation where they can be happy or a new situation where they can be sad or whatever. But 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 not so much. It's different when it's a, when it's a story that's like. I want to look at something very specific that's beyond character, that's beyond plot, but is something deeper. Uh, and and like the the sort of existential weirdness of retcon is present in Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just thought it was interesting, and so it's sort of just happy coincidence that that was the same thread that uh, the epilogues uh, pulled on. I don't know. It was just weird. Um, but but yeah Go yeah ahead. I yeah um I, I guess another question I had in that vein uh, was uh so the the first bit of Godfield's One Understand came out shortly before the epilogues and then you later went on to publish like the follow up parts uh which include elements mm-hmm. like you know Dirk being the primary villain um so was that another coincidence or is that like directly inspired by uh oh no that's 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 direct that's directly inspired by the epilogues like Godfield's One is um was was written as its own thing uh and i had i had very specific understandings of of who those characters were that i would later come to disagree with uh mm. but that 
I felt like philosophically had to remain true because of I'll get into this in a minute, but, but, but yeah, God feels too. Um, I started it. I, I hadn't intended to do a God feels too at all, except that, uh, after the epilogues came out, we had the summer of June Egbert and you had the Toblerone quest, uh, and, and, and everybody was sort of high on the hooray June Egbert real, uh, wave and, uh, yeah, and 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 that was great. Uh, that was really cool. There was a lot of great fan art. Uh, but as myself, as a trans woman um, who had some ha- my own difficulties and a lot of difficulties in coming out, like figuring out that I was transgender and coming out to people and and a lot of the story that any trans person will probably have some part of be familiar with. But uh, I I just I didn't. I, I didn't mind a lot of uh, the 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 colloquial term we use now is hair clips. June is the the version of June who sort of transitioned happily off screen at some point, and now she just is, and that's fine. I I love hair clips June, but I wanted there to be a version of June that was closer to my experience. <laughs> that 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 was. Because the thing is that I had always identified with John in Homestuck in a weird way as somebody who, as a kid, watched a lot of bad movies and <laughs> loved them. Um, like I, my one of my favorite my favorite movie for a long time was Kick Ass, which is which is sort of embarrassing. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Um, <laughs> uh, there's and there's just like a lot of movies like that that I like. I just loved Schlock. I still love Schlock. I love. I, I have. I have a. I have I have a deep deep held love of schlock and and that's a big thing with with John mm-hmm. and um and just generally the the way that he is and isn't a character he's like the the most kind of flat of the bunch in terms of you know he's the first guy you meet and then everybody else is sort of weirder and weirder and weirder right yeah uh, uh and I I always felt like. I don't know. I identified with how he at times seemed to want to be more, but just didn't have space or time and was just kind of relegated to having to do the story. And I, and I, I, I very much identified with his experience, like on the meteor watching Con Air again and, and realizing, Hey, this movie actually sucks. <laughs> um, it's just like a lot of stuff like that, that I really identified with in him and so i i felt appropriate to sort of inflect my uh my my coming out experience um onto him and i didn't i didn't intend when i started writing god feels too i didn't intend to make it a sort of parallel text to the epilogues uh-huh. i didn't i didn't plan to put dirk in it i didn't plan to put like any of most of the cast in uh like i i wanted to have I, I didn't i didn't have a lot of plans i just kind of let it happen a lot it, of it was it written in a very like short amount of time very i'm sorry, sorry it sounds like in the film it was like very rude in that like the just with the initial thing is the john and jade relationship like read the meteor um and like that yes yes yeah, yeah yeah and when i when i started it like similar to how godfields one i wanted it to be a um um 
exploring the the existential dread of having retcon. What I was interested in with God Feels 2 at the start was uh, basically two things. One of them was I wanted to have June wonder whether or not she should um, like go back and retcon her gender, like convince her younger self to transition sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also wanted uh, to be part of that. Like basically June was going to go get Jade uh, and they were going to go to the past and it would be a dual dilemma of for one, uh, does June trans her gender early? And two, does Jade give herself as a kid, like a friend on to keep her company on the island? And and uh, and that was going to be the those were going to be the main kind of philosophical questions that drove the story. Obviously, both of those they get like one mention and then they kind of just stop mm-hmm. being a thing at various points because the plot the plot started happening. Yeah, um, it it became more of an epilogue thing when I wrote the scene where uh, John and Vriska merge. And it was, it was, you know, them waking up at the base of the tree and that, that whole sequence where the narration starts to break down and then it switches from third person to first person. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's another thing. Like I didn't plan on that until the moment I wrote it. And then once I wrote it, it was like the, the epilogues gave me permission to do that. And, and as soon as I started tapping into what the epilogues bring to the table that Homestuck didn't in terms of uh, narratorial uh, play, where your exposition isn't coming from some sourceless outsider. It is a character narrating things deliberately to us. As soon as I started thinking in those terms, um, then it it kind of just couldn't stop but from being a commentary on the epilogues and it, it just, it just kind of spiraled out of control until by the end of God feels three, I uh, fully made it like a companion piece uh, to the epilogues there. Uh, God feels two part three is what I meant to say. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't see me, but I'm nodding. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this while reading uh, Godfields for the show, um, but, like, I think the interesting part of, uh, specifically, like, the domain of Homestuck fandom is that Homestuck is already, and the epilogues are already, like, so out there and, like, willing to play with, like, concept narration that uh, I was thinking that, like, it, it, it'd be very hard to get away with, like, a, a narrative narrative choices as bold, like, that, that bold in any other, without that context. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I guess uh, I don't really have like a good leading question off this uh, point, but um, <laughs> what what are your thoughts? Like, are you a big fan of the epilogues themselves? What do you, how do you how do you feel about the, the epilogues? I I right. I um I, I quite like the epilogues. I I have my own problems with them. I don't think um I, there a, a lot of us who were there sort of at the at the the, the release date. We're very defensive of the epilogues because, of course, there were so many people who were very critical of them mm-hmm. from from clearly coming from a place of having not read them at all. And and, and just sort of looking at the, the first page, the content warnings and thinking the content warnings are a joke, which they are a joke, but they're also true. And they're uh, they a are funny tr- joke, which is also important. 
Yes, yeah. The the thing about the epilogues is that it's just more Homestuck. This is the thing that everybody misses. Is it just it is just more Homestuck. It's it's just it's just it's as funny and as weird and shocking and interesting as the rest of Homestuck is. The primary thing that makes people uncomfortable is that it adds internality to the characters. Like fucked mm-hmm. up things happen to the kids throughout the course of Homestuck. Everybody died at least once. Um, but because we never got inside their heads and got like, we, we weren't subjected to their thoughts and their like traumas, uh, so, so intimately mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. It was easier to write it off as a joke, but once you've got that internal narration, suddenly it's like really horrible to experience. And that's sort of the point, but you know, so, so we, a lot of us were overly defensive of them at the time. And, and, and so now there's like this reputation of like homes, epilogues likers are just like the epilogues are good and no criticism is allowed whatsoever. And that's absolutely not the case. Um, and I don't, I don't think I know anybody who likes the epilogues, who likes the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, uh, I don't particularly like how Jake is handled. Um, I, I, I think, I think Jake, I think in general, um, at the risk of getting too far off track, can I ask why? Yeah. Cause I, I, I I did enjoy reading. I, I liked what I I remember liking Jake, even though he doesn't necessarily, he, from what I recall, he doesn't really get like a good ending, um, but I could be misremembering, but he, 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 I remember he, he has a pretty rough time, all things considered. Yeah, he's his his story is all wrapped up in uh, Jane and Gamzy and 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 just this the, the awful fascism thing going on in the candy timeline, mm-hmm. and and he just gets like he gets he gets trampled on and like sexually used by yeah. Jane, and the, the 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 Dirk's narration is really insulting to him, and. And I understand what the text is doing with him, where there's a very real sense in which Dirk as a narrator uh, it wants to not be in love with, with Jake. And so is being as mean as possible to sort of separate himself from whatever feelings, whatever sentimentality he might have. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my interpretation anyway. Uh, but I just, I don't think that that quite uh, makes up for how cruel it is there there are just times when when the 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 fucked up stuff that goes on pushes over a line from like being being good to being just like cruel for no reason or yeah, just being unnecess- unnecessarily cruel um and, and uh, like i i didn't um i didn't i didn't love how how they do how, uh, that stuff with jake uh i I have mixed feelings about uh, transmasculine Roxy. Mm-hmm. I like how it's executed in the epilogues, particularly in that in Meat we have a version of Roxy who realizes he, he's trans early on and and uh, comes out and and transitions so that by the time we get to Homestuck Two, he's just Roxy the man. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the Candy timeline. Roxy doesn't, you know, she has a kid and she's older, she's middle-aged uh, and she's, she talks about her gender um, and, and questioning her gender, but, but also feeling like this connection to motherhood and, and the complicated kind of feelings about like 
you can you can be uncomfortable in your femininity and still find joy in femininity that that dual uh those dual perspectives on gender were really important to me at the time because i'd never seen anything like that in fiction where it where it where where it plays with the idea of your social conditions do matter in how you understand your own gender I think we get really caught up in like, you know, the the born this way rhetoric and mm-hmm. and I understand why and I understand the uh the armor that that can feel like it gives, but I don't know. I I do think that it's interesting to to look at characters in different situations and and see like it's different for everybody. It is socially constructed and and there is a choice. There is a choice involved and it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um I I like that in the epilogues. But there is also a part of me that feels like, um, uh, and that 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 Roxy in Homestuck just feels like a trans woman to me, and and maybe that is just because of the Homestuck meta that I read at the time that made such a case for it. Like, there's the fact that part of her like name reveal involves X Y. Uh, you know XY chromosomes, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the way that like her and Dirk are mirrored, and and, and I always liked the idea that Dirk is trans mask and Roxy is trans femme, mm-hmm. um, and that's a headcanon. That's not that's not necessary. That's not like directly there in the text. I think it's a pretty it's a strong read. I but it's whatever. But it's just it, it's one of those things that feels a little bit like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because there are ways that the epilogues, they feel like they are spiteful towards the fandom in ways that aren't as defensible as the ways they were in, in Homestuck proper. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all subjective. I don't know. I yeah, I, I, I still I, I still yeah. largely like them. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It also kind of you know. When, when considering, you know, Homestuck proper, like, in terms of contempt for the reader, like, you still have to contend with, you know, like, open bound. Um, like, the, the it, it gets pretty bad. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I see yeah. what you're coming from. I, 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 do, I do know that um, open bound is, like, the only part of Homestuck that Andrew Hussey regrets putting in Homestuck. Uh, they, <laughs> oh. they've, they've contended that, that open bound probably should have been released as its own thing separately like still being part of homestuck but not being like can't like part of homestuck if you know what i mean like a tie-in yeah. rather than a page in the comic i would contend um, with whether it need to be released at all but yeah <laughs> well 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 yes of course i would i would also agree especially because so many of the people with the worst takes in this fandom are people who love the before ends but right. whatever you know everybody has their every i don't know i do like you're allowed your problematic faves right yeah you're allowed your problematic faves i think cankery sucks and i love him for that but <laughs> um yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good. Back to what you were saying about uh, the epilogues. Um, it sounded like you were talking about uh, Jake. Um, that maybe uh, it sounds like uh, maybe some of the handling of Jake uh, that came out in Godfields um, Part Two, uh, if I have my mm-hmm. numbers right. Uh, it sounds to me like that uh, you may like that response. Like Godfields may have partially been a response to some of the things the epilogues you didn't like, or like that you uh, your handling of Jake. I think when you were talking, there reminded me like it, it, of how you wrote him in. Uh, 
the fix. So I was just curious if there was like anything else like from Godfields that made it in that we covered that uh might have been like a response to the epilogues, like an alternate take mm. that you had on something like in 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 them. Mm. Yeah. Um. There's yeah. So with with Jake. Uh, once I decided to make it more of a full cast story, or at least just include more of those characters, I, I, I really didn't feel like I had a grip on anybody's character voices, uh, mm-hmm. and I was very afraid of getting that wrong. Um, so I, I, I took very seriously uh, the 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 job of trying to be honest to who they were. Like I think I think it's easy to make a joke out of Jake, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, he's he's sort of in the same cat. He's, he's almost in the same category as Tavros, in that he's a he's he's a guy who is very easy to make the heel, mm-hmm. and f- at least with Jake, uh, you know, I want to I want I, I, I just wanted to be nicer to him. I just wanted to to to, to give him. Uh, one of one of the big ethos for me writing the story is always like I don't I don't want to be mean to characters. If something happens to them, I want it to happen for a reason, and it can be mean, but I don't want to do it as a writer because I don't like this character or whatever. If I don't like a character, I'm just not going to include them, which is why Gamzee isn't in it. Um, uh, but so, well, and that's, that's actually one response to the epilogues. Uh, I did not include Gamzee cause I never wanted to see that fucking clown ever again. <laughs> um, uh, I, let's see. Um, there, there were some, some specific departures like Roxy and Callie are, are, are weird because they live in a trailer, and Roxy, at least the way I, I guess it's ambiguous in the text, but the way I, I wrote her in my head, she has a southern accent, and 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 in my mind, that's sort of at least partially an affectation, um, and 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 it's also partially that I uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, uh, I have family, I like I was born I was born in a trailer park, I lived in trailer parks, uh, I, I I love I love trailer parks, I love trailers, so I just wanted to write some characters in a trailer park and have that just be normal. Um, but, but that was sort of a, an intentional departure point from the epilogues. And, and as time went on, uh, I, I started leaning into more of those. Um, is there, a, I wonder if there's another, another, there's more, once you get into Godfields three, that's, there's a lot more of those because that's when it becomes very explicitly tied to the epilogues, but we don't, we don't have to talk about that since that y'all haven't read that. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah apologies but we we had to get around oh to, no to something else. oh oh no 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 godfields three it's it's funny like godfields one and two are sort of what everybody knows about if anybody has heard of godfields that's the part of the story that they're familiar with mm-hmm. at this point functionally speaking just in terms of word count it's the prologue um it's it, it, it and and this what the story has become is sort of taking June's experiences and blasting them outward into a uh, a, a cosmic space opera essentially, oh. um, and it's it, it's it's rapidly turned into its own thing, uh, which I'm happy happy to talk about, but I, I understand why. Uh, you 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 wouldn't read it because it's it's a it's a shit ton to read. I'm honestly kind of shocked that y'all read Godfields first as your first like fanfic, uh, and I and I 
I felt I felt sort of bad. I felt bad for you, like, because because it's not it's it's not the June fic, and I don't like that people sell it as the June fic because it was always meant to be an alternative to the June fic. Right. But all the June fic got chased out, <laughs> uh, and. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird it's a really weird story <laughs> um, that is not an easy read, uh-huh. uh, and, and I understand. Um, uh, Godfields Two was 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 meant to be the end, unless I decided I wanted to do more. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think Two is a great place to stop. Yeah, no, please, uh, no need to apologize. Uh, we had we had a great time with what we did, but you know, for the purposes of the show. I think that we um that was kind of what we wanted to focus on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 yeah, yeah, no, it was a literally it was a great time. Uh, we really enjoyed it. I'm really um, glad. And I mean, it was yeah. the it was the second most requested work that we got when we when we put it up to a vote. So the wow. the, the first was Vast Error, and I I, I have issues with covering uh, Vast Error on the podcast because it's not done, mm. and I don't I don't I, it would be a whole problem that- with covering it. <laughs> Yeah, vast error. I understand why. Uh, I, I I'm also hilariously enough. I'm also friends with vast error people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, yeah, vast error is, is good, but it is also very long, and it's not really a homestuck fan fiction. Yeah. It is just another story that that is kind of homestuck esque. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is one thing vast error related that I would say would be good on its own, it would be the visual novel Snowbound Blood, mm-hmm. which is a prequel to Homestuck. Um, because uh, uh, and it's it's sort of taking Friend Sims style and turning it into a single narrative, which I think is just much better for the visual novel format. Uh, and it's overall, it's really well written uh, and good world building and great, great music. But um, uh, that also is obscenely long and uh, still isn't quite finished. There is one, the epilogue has yet to come out. Uh, and I hope they're not waiting on me for that. There is a piece of writing that I am contributing to that epilogue. But uh, as far as I know, there are there are plenty of other bumps in the road on that one. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I think... Vast Error is a good one to read on your own, but I think covering it in a podcast like a as, like that that would just be its own like you would just be doing a whole other podcast at that <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess turning back to uh, it, it sounds like you have you have a lot of ties to the community. Um, you have like a very it sounds like you have a very like community oriented uh, induction into Homestuck and experience in general. Um, my cat is screaming yeah. at me. Sorry. Yeah. I <laughs> um, I was gonna as somebody who's kind of involved in the fandom. Um, I understand that you've worked on some quote unquote official thing uh, materials that have come mm-hmm. out as well. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your experience been like uh, contributing to the, I guess quote unquote official uh, body of Homestuck? Yeah. So uh, the term the term we use for it is post canon, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of like that wraps up both. The stuff that's commissioned by What Pumpkin and the just stuff produced by the fandom, because the whole idea of everything post epilogues is that it is part of the fan continuum, which is an, a concept that was supposed to be introduced in in Homestuck Two. Uh, that that it was mentioned in like the introduction on the website that isn't there anymore, uh, but they they never were able to get to that part. Um, but so yeah, I I've only done. The one thing, which is that I, 
uh, after God Feels 2 Part 2 came out, um, I uh, I made the the video uh, talking about my experience writing God Feels. Mm-hmm. And the day that that video came out, Aisha contacted me and said, and I, and I knew Pester Quest, I think Pester, the first route, the first two routes of Pester Quest had come out by then. Uh, Aisha messaged me and was like, Hey, the the writer for the Terezi route dropped out. Do you wanna do you wanna do it? Oh, <laughs> and and uh, and and she said, you know, you you write a pretty good Terezi in Godfields, so you seem pretty good for for the job. Uh, and I of course said yes because I love writing Terezi. And um, uh, yeah, I had uh, so I so I got on to Pester Quest. And uh, besides writing the Terezi route, I helped proofread uh, and, and made make suggestions for a lot of the post Terezi route routes. Um, uh, and uh, but but so for the Terezi route, uh, it was sort of difficult because a lot of the other people on that project had been on it for uh a long time some some of them have been working on their route for like nine to ten months i know um kate who wrote the Vriska route uh that had started as her own fan fiction uh and then she turned it into a uh into the basis for the for her pester quest route um uh but i only had two months uh, to to come up with a thing and 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 put it together, and um, uh, I was also in the position of Kate with the Vriska route had sort of served this ball of all right we've killed Spider Mom, and and now the question is what about what about the the Scourge Sisters, um, and and so for me, it's like. All right. What is the what What is the one thing that I would like to do with Terezi? Well, I would like people to acknowledge the fact that she fucked up too. Everybody loves to hate on Vriska, and she did do some bad things. I do. I like to say that Vriska did nothing wrong because she didn't. She didn't we do all, anything we all did. wrong. We all, you all understand yeah, that. but she but she did but she did she did fuck up. She did do some bad things. A couple but, times. Yeah, yeah, you know. But <laughs> but 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 the other thing. But the thing about that is, so did Terezi. Terezi also was was did some fucked up stuff and 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 it's and it's I, I don't care about like who did worse or like who was more evil or whatever. Mm. I just wanted it to be part of this narrative that Terezi is not like free from guilt or blame, mm-hmm. and so I I I wanted and, and you know this is. Uh, mid 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 2019 uh we're we're gearing up for uh the 2020 election bernie was getting a lot of hype and we were all very optimistically socialist at the moment so i was i was very much like i'm gonna i am gonna make terezi not be a cop i like so I, i decided my end goal for that was to um uh to make to make terezi anti fascist uh and 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 to get uh, like I, I decided, my endpoint was uh, Terezi's going to become an anti-fascist, and she and Vriska are going to get back together, and they're going to become like uh, uh, le- roving leftist terrorists. And um, I fuck with the vision. Uh, 
Yeah, and that was uh, the the and, and that was I I think now looking back on on that pitch, um, I'm I'm proud of the work that I did. I think it's 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 a pretty well polished thing. Um, I I liked. I, I liked jumping in. I, I don't know. I like the challenge of jumping into the middle of a thing like that and just kind of trying to make it work. Um, but the, the 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 real difficulty with Pester Quest was that on on the back end, um, the humans had uh, you know each kid each human kid had one route apiece, and they were uh, allotted ten thousand words. But the trolls had uh, two routes. Uh, it per update. So uh, they each only had 5,000 words to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a max of 10, 10K per update. So I had a very condensed amount of time uh, and, and like word count to be able to get her to that end point. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the, the work by the time I got deep enough to realize that it wasn't the most, it, it sort of, it does sort of speed. By the time I realized that I'm, I, I was sort of unrealistically speeding through some of these narrative bullet points. I just didn't have time to change it. Um, so I, I, there is, there's, you know, I, I feel like if it were up to me, I would have doubled the word count. Um, I, I think, I think some of the trolls deserved more than 5,000 words. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was my official. That's my one official contribution to post canon Homestuck, um, and and really like I I was friends with a like a lot of the people on the Homestuck two team. Um, uh, still am uh, today, although Homestuck two isn't a thing. Um, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, uh, and and so I was aware of because I w- once I signed that NDA, uh, there was just a lot of stuff that I became privy to. So I was so I just sort of in I, I just happened to like wander in at exactly the right time to just kind of stumble into the door at a moment when there was all this development happening, uh-huh. um, and then got to watch it all kind of fall apart. Um, uh, it was it was it was an interesting. Uh, experience it was really cool um as my first time like working on a video game and it wasn't like you know uh, you know it's a visual novel uh but it was but it was an interesting experience uh writing uh writing this version of Terezi and then having Zam who did some art in uh, Homestuck proper do the sprites for Terezi and and she she turned them in and I was like oh you should make her shorter and a little bit like pudgier mm-hmm. and and she did and they they're just they they were looked they looked great that was a, that was an out of body experience and I I pushed I didn't have to push that hard but I pushed I pushed to let her have like a you know to be a little bit overweight and and and, and short um, which of course people complained about anyway she's not people that short and can't, people people and people on the internet are just yeah there is something else. Uh, yeah. They they love to complain about things. Yeah. Um, getting that getting the track from James Roach is, was so cool. It's just it's just it's just cool to suddenly be around people who are just doing Homestuck stuff and and realize that it, it's kind of the same thing on all sides. It's just people who enjoy 
the thing making stuff for the thing for way less money than they deserve <laughs> i mean that all sounds really awesome barring the uh money part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sure <laughs> um do you uh have you do you like see your own work having like had made an impact on the community um and if so uh how do you feel about it uh it's weird it's weird i um i feel uh, after homestuck 2 collapsed a lot of the people in my sphere um just left just left the fandom uh some of them left just creativity in general uh like like making art um all together yeah yeah um and and so that whole kind of right at the start of the pandemic that all that stuff just kind of stopped uh you could probably go to on like ao3 or mspfa and and find uh like fan works and 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 fan ventures that were relatively popular sort of post canony things and they all kind of just stop in the summer of 2020 there's just like this graveyard where you can you can you can see uh here you know something you know touching the dirt uh something happened here um uh and so uh, i i wasn't i wasn't sure if i was going to continue godfields uh for a long time after that cuz it was so demoralizing but then i i just i couldn't i couldn't stop myself and and so i, I felt like godfields was pretty isolated from the rest of the fandom because um uh, the, the crew that I ran with sort of disappeared and there stopped being official Homestuck stuff. And I just didn't really want to interact anymore with the, the Homestuck fandom writ large. Uh, cause enough. I'd had so many, yeah. Cause I'd had so many negative experiences with them. And so, um, uh, I was sort of just content to do my own thing. Eventually I started a, a fan server on discord and, uh, and a work server and, and, and invited some friends on to help me uh, plan shit and, and write shit eventually uh, to the point now where we have just like art that's in the story. Um, and uh, 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 I, I felt for a long time like that we're, you know, we're isolated from the community. It has a handful of readers who really, who really care about it. Uh, and then uh, I don't know, something, something at some point, People just wouldn't shut. There's there just a handful of people who wouldn't shut up about Godfields, <laughs> and they got a lot of other people to read it, and then they all sort of like slowly filtered over to the Godfields fan server, which I run in a way where I'm I'm very uh, what I what I learned primarily from from a lot of my experiences in the fandom prior to that was uh, you need any any community space you have where you have moderation powers. Uh, you need to have a rule about vibes. You need to have a bad vibes rule. If somebody comes in and just starts like, like talking over people or or just like t- being being like, there are degrees. It's a subjective rule. It's meant to be a subjective rule. But the the idea is you you gotta you gotta kick people who are just they just give you bad vibes. There's a um, certain, and, there's like a certain, I like to think, I'm sorry to, I was talking about, but like, yeah, there's a certain thing that like in real life, like you can look somebody in the eye and be like, Hey, what are you talking about? That Like the formal rules on a discord server really fail to capture. So yeah, I, I definitely yes. agree. There's, there needs to be some kind of a vibes clause. Yeah. And so I, uh, 
I, I, uh, as a result of that, I think that the community that, that, that we have there, uh, is, is pretty, pretty, pretty good for just talking about the story and like analyzing it and, and, and talking about Homestuck and, and other Homestuck fan works, uh, without the kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of tribalism and a lot of, uh, insults that get thrown around in like other big Homestuck spaces. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we very much stay away from that. We're very welcoming to obviously trans people and plural people. And uh, uh, I think as a result of that, it slowly gained a reputation um, as being simultaneously. Uh, there, there, there are people who got as far as like the, the chapter where June kills all of her friends and said, this story is deeply problematic and bad. And it's just a, pa- it's just a power fan. It's an empowerment fantasy. It's a self Sarah is self inserting. Uh, and, and is just saying like, it's when it's, it's good to kill people. If you're transgender is the message of God feels. Oh, of, of uh, course, of course. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the nice things about God feels is that it's so long at this point, that for somebody to be a hater in any way that matters, they have to really put some work in. Mm-hmm. So when I, I there there's so many, there are a handful of of like committed haters, but they all stopped like midway through Godfields too, um, and 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 so at that point, I'm like, I, I don't even have to listen to you. you you're not even. You you've you've read the the author's introduction. That's that's it. That's basically all that you've read in, in terms of this book, as, as far as this book is concerned. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what Godfield's reputation is in the fandom. Really, I I I don't know how to gauge how big it is. I I don't I don't want it to be super big. I hope it doesn't. I, I hope it doesn't get too big. I, I I'm trying to. The current part of the story is is formatted in a way that's that's trying to be welcoming to new readers. Um, uh, as I, as I, I I do want people to be able to sort of jump in, uh, you know, orchestrating my own uh, skip to Act Five to get to the trolls moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it does feel like uh, one of the one of the 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 key things about the the initial post-canon era after the epilogues came out was formal experimentation mm-hmm. um there were there were a couple of fix especially on on uh, uh ao3 there was um uh, uh uh ink black appendices by nelchromancer that is um a a uh, w- part of it is a rose fic another part of it is a june fic and it does things with css that should not be possible uh it is it is very house of leaves um in in terms of its presentation it's also another story that is uh unfinished but there were but that was sort of the the flavor of post canon was uh not just let's do a homestuck fanfic but let's let's get weird with it Let's make let's make the text itself a, a medium of expression. Let's break down the idea that there is the image that is the comic, and then there is the text which is attached to the comic. What if the text itself is also comic in its own way? Um, and I uh, I was always very drawn by that. That's so much of the energy that that kept me going at the time. Uh-huh. And 
I guess I hope that I've kept some of that spirit alive because now there are there are a handful of people who have gone on to do other really weird experimental fan works uh, that that are uh, I don't know pulling from from the same thread and that's that's really what I hope what I, all all that I want the story to be is just like something interesting to that 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 will make get people think. Like, I, I, I want it to be similar to the epilogues in that it is, especially now, it is taking a very hardline stance on either either you're here for this or you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, there's like, like carrying that sp- carrying that spirit of like playing with the narrative and stuff more so than it being directly a story about uh, John Rose, Dave, and Jane specifically. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of post-canon stuff does uh, get full of OCs, uh, original characters, which is, which is really good. Um, and, and, and typically, like, bad practice with fanfic. I, just generally, I think mm-hmm. Homestuck fanfic and, and fan works in general are really special because Homestuck is designed to teach you how to make fan works of Homestuck because it, it gives you... All of these archetypes, you know, this is a Dave, this is a Rose. And then you get to the beta kid, uh, the alpha kids, and you see how Jake is kind of a John, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And Dirk is kind of a Dave. And and there are all these, once you get into the, with, with the sprites, like combining different characters and and all the different alternate versions, it, it creates... It's it's just a whole series of building blocks. Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a hyper flexible mythology mm-hmm. that you can uh, develop into pretty much anything. And the the result, I find that Homestuck fan works often, when at their best, they really transcend the the limitations of like fan fiction, where they they stop feeling so much like you know, what you would expect of a fanfic. And like, you know, it's still amateur writing in a lot of cases, but there's a level of experimentation and audacity to it that is really compelling. Um, and that's, and that's like, that's my favorite part. That's, that's why I'm still here. That's what I think mm-hmm. Homestuck is now. Like, I don't really care about what, what Pumpkin does uh, as far as like official Homestuck continuations are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish them the best of luck, but I I think at this point, um, while while the epilogues did not literally release Homestuck the brand into the public domain, it did firmly establish uh, both a narrative context for alternative versions of the story to exist, and also the tools for how give, giving people the tools for how to write that kind of story. Uh, right, different like alternatives to it. it. The epilogues are obnoxious and cursed in a way that is meant to provoke a reaction in you that you can't ignore uh-huh. and that you can only process by making your own damn thing, uh, which I think is which which is which is cool. And that's sort of the spirit that I I try to move forward in. I don't know. <laughs> that yeah. that that, uh, that actually brings me to one of my questions that I had. Hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're four years out from the epilogues, uh, and be, be, being a very online person, I, I, I see a lot of haters. I see a lot of, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people they're say there. they're still out there. Oh, they are. Uh, oh yeah. I see a lot of people say that the, 
the establishment of post canon uh, is one of the worst things to happen to Homestuck. And I was I, w- <laughs> I was curious to see how what you th- what you think a Homestuck fandom would look like today if that didn't happen. Like if there were no epilogues, where do you think we would be right now? Oh, oh God. Um, I mean, if there hadn't been any epilogues, we would probably be in the same place. I think uh, once 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 Homestuck ended, it felt like um, at least you know I I I came in late. Um, it it felt. Uh, it felt stagnant. Mm-hmm. A lot of the art was. Uh, it felt like a lot of the f- fan works were very surface level. Very here is my 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 Blorbo in a funny situation, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it you know the the days of. Um, detective pony ha- had gone and and you we were left with um i don't know people kind of it, it felt it just felt directionless it, and and i think what the epilogues did was just blow it all up just 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 blow up the idea of the the kind of eternal happy ending mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they were, they were always directly addressed to the fandom and, and specifically to fan creators, uh, as a challenge to do better, I think. And, and whether, whether people loved them or hated them, I think they rose to the challenge. And I don't know, I, I, I feel like if, if, if the epilogues hadn't come out, um, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't still be in the fandom. I, uh, I, I don't think, I don't know. A lot of stuff wouldn't have gotten made. Um, I think a lot of, st- it, it would just be boring. I think it would just be boring. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just think it would be boring. Like love them or hate them. Uh, the, the epilogues really just threw a wrench in everything that you could possibly throw a wrench into. And, and that's great. I, I like the worst thing that that can happen to a story I think is when an epilogue comes out uh or or it has an epilogue that is just like and now our characters are old and happy and they have a nuclear family and they've retired and everything's fine. So did anyone else read the Hunger Games when they were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that's that's all that's always what I think of. But yeah, um, yeah. So that that one was also in my head, but I but specifically I was also thinking like the epilogue of Harry Potter, which I, oh I think God. is even worse. Yeah, that one is real bad. I, uh, John yeah, is I, not I feel, an HB kid, so we haven't gotten to talk about the bizarre <laughs> Christian faith book of oh, the last Harry Potter. But I would I would love to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Sometime. Oh yeah. Um, yeah that that book. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Uh, what the fandom wanted from the epilogues was that I, I don't think the fandom wanted more Homestuck and, and, and beyond that, I, I, I it, it felt then and it feels today like a lot of people in the Homestuck fandom don't really like Homestuck or understand it very well. Yeah. They just like, like, it's like, I, well, you know, I love, I love Dave and I love, uh, Aridin and, uh, you know, I love all my boys. Um, but, 
the Homestuck is bad. Uh, and, and, you know, Homestuck treated all my favorite boys terribly and it's poorly written. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like you, you keep naming characters who died or, or, or are it's you not like a criticism you... to say that your Blorbo died? Like it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like it's it's it feels like it's representative of an attitude towards fiction that it, it exists to feed the reader whatever they want. And that moment. And when mm. it becomes unpleasant, that is a crime being committed against the reader. That's putting it in really harsh terms. But um, I, I uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I think the epilogues did, did the, the opposite of whatever that epilogue that everybody imagined was. Uh-huh. Uh, because it 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 deconstructed the very idea of an epilogue that ties everything up in a neat little bow. The whole story is about how that idea is bad and how stories require conflict in order to survive. Uh-huh. And 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 it turns that sort of metaphysical, metatextual strife into the motivation of a of a of a a, a, um, a a Lucifer story for for Dirk, which is just fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and that do, that gets you thinking about what an epilogue even is. And um, if you haven't read uh, Andrew's thing about uh, bridges and on ramps mm-hmm. or bridges and off ramps, mm-hmm. uh, which which is a, a um, a statement on how the epilogues were meant to be a bri- build 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 bridges and off ramps for the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's I, I think that's essential reading, uh, and I and I I always thought it was meant to be the author's introduction to the epilogues, uh, but it is it wasn't included in the printed version of the epilogues for some reason, which is a shame. Yeah, um, that would be pretty cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I can um, talk forever. This is my this is my curse. <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's been great. Um, I think uh, we got like one or two more questions, probably. Then we can wrap this one up. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so it it is kind of a I I think a point of contention. You see a lot of discussion about these days about like um especially with the advent of the unofficial collection and like the question of mm. preserving this thing past a point in time where the people who have the rights are interested in preserving it. Uh. Do you think that like there are any changes that home that uh should or could be made to Homestuck that would improve it for a modern audience or make it um more approachable or, or do you think that the or are you on the hardline pure side of like just take what's on the unofficial collection like no slur replacement no nothing like that and just let the kids see this So I am uh, in principle I am against uh like Homestuck rewrite projects and, and I am against uh, like slur replacement is one of those things I don't particularly like because the slurs in Homestuck are, are being said by 13 year old terminally online kids in 2009. Mm -hmm. That's how I talked when I was, when I was that age online. And that's how, that's how I talked in 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not like, proud of that fact i grew up and i grew out of it 
but so do the Homestuck kids. And that's one of the things that makes Homestuck so relatable to me is that it's about a bunch of shitty kids who grow up and learn to be less shitty. I think when you take the slurs out, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's historical revisionism for, for, for reader comfort that, I just don't, I don't, I don't see what you gain from that. I, I don't, but, 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 I, but I'm also like, I don't know. I'm literary brained. I, I, I like extreme fiction. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I can understand somebody being uncomfortable with it. And there's certainly a lot of stuff in Homestuck that I think broaches into like genuinely problematic territory. Oh, for um, sure. <laughs> and, 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 but, but I think trying to remove that stuff to make a better Homestuck is kind of a, a, a dead on arrival for me because uh, Homestuck already exists. It is what it is. You, the, the, the work of reading is reading the text and understanding it for yourself and coming to your own conclusions. And uh-huh. it's just not, it's, 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 you can't just say, well, it's all good or it's all bad. It's, it's, it's a mix of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I think to try to create a better Homestuck is, is really just trying to make a less interesting Homestuck because where, where Homestuck is really interesting for me is in it's like messiest, weirdest, sometimes offensive stuff mm-hmm. because it's reflective of of a, of a of a real culture, and it would be one thing if it felt like genuinely hateful all of the time, but it doesn't. And 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 I think what I think would be what would help for new readers is is less of a like we need a better version of Homestuck, but more of a annotated homestuck where uh like i think one of the biggest barriers for people who who uh, would start homestuck today especially somebody who is like i don't know in their in their 20s in their early 20s um uh would will they understand the language of point and click adventure games uh, I guess I guess point and click adventure games did come back, and I, I I don't know if they're still back. I guess that that is returned to the culture, uh, but there's just a lot of like, there is so much in Homestuck that is extremely specific to the moment that it came out and the culture that it was emerging from. Like Homestuck has this this fandom of of uh, perpetual teens and. That largely happened at Act Five when the trolls showed up. Before that, it was it was sort of like guys Andrew's age who were on like the something awful forums and were sort of like edgy shit posters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the that was the scene that that comic came out of, and it's very different from what it like became. Mm-hmm. And. I I just always think it's more valuable instead of trying to edit the text to be easier to read, it's more valuable to 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 give readers the tools right there to be better able to read it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I don't know. I I I think it's good to to confront 
fiction that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would generally I, yeah. agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like you can you can make a version of Homestuck where if a fairy shows up, doesn't say three slurs and then dies, but like <laughs> you've you've just created like a, a different like you, you haven't like changed for fairy or like her role in the story at all. You've just removed the word. Um, right. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I think I am just about running out of questions here. Uh, John, do you have anything more? Um, uh, I did, I did want to ask a little bit more about, uh, you know, outside of being a fan work creator, it, are you, are you a fan work consumer? Uh, or do you, do you have any standout favorites from, from, from the fandom? Um, yeah, so I don't, <laughs> I don't read as much fan works as I used to, um, Part of it is just because after summer 2020, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the people who uh, I really liked stopped doing Homestuck fan works. And then everybody who remained was highly suspicious to me. And some yeah. of that was unfair. But it's but it's but it's all it's just this remaining kind of thing of like anytime I see a fan work that looks interesting, I feel like I have to do a bit of like a vibe check of like going through like art basically it's I, I just try to probe around and see if they've talked about the epilogues and, and the, the barometer for me is do you acknowledge that the epilogues are allowed to exist and that they are worth looking at and thinking about? If so, if like that, like that's the bar for me, and and it's amazing how many people do not pass that bar. Uh, where there's just there there are shocking number of people who say no, the epilogues are bad. That's it, whatever. And and at that point, I just don't think that I'm going to get anything of interest out of the stuff that they create, um, uh, especially when they shit talk Homestuck too. Mm-hmm. Which you know I have issues with Homestuck too as well, but it is personal for me on that level. Uh, and I can't, I can't really help that. But, um, uh, as far as like, let me think, um, uh, I've been, I've been trying to, 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 to get back into it, but, uh, it's always so busy. Um, geez, what is going on? Kitty quest just ended. Kitty quest is good. Uh, that is a, um, uh, a, a fanfic that is, uh, it came out shortly after uh, Yiffany Longstocking Lalonde Harley was introduced in Homestuck 2. Right. Uh, and and so the idea there is uh, here is a, um, a, a different version of Jade's daughter named Kitty. And uh, to my great surprise at the time, um, it, it did not turn out to be just a reactionary like I don't like the idea that they named this character after a furry sex act, so I'm I'm gonna make the happy, cute, cuddly version. Uh, it is actually I'm a really make my interesting. Of where it's not silly and stupid. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but Kitty Quest is actually really interesting, um, and and it does a lot of really solid Earthsea world building. That uh, is that is one of the biggest um, uh, weaknesses of the epilogues, in my opinion, is that I don't think it does a very good job at all of, of doing any world building for Earthsea. And like, it's not interested in doing any world building and I understand why, but it makes a lot of the political commentary it tries to do kind of difficult to parse at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, like I also am trying to work on with, with, with certain aspects of God feels. 
Uh, and like Kitty Quest inspired me. Um, one of the big sort of plot threads. If I may, if I may momentarily pitch Godfields three, uh, the the idea is that uh, Silverbark works for a organization called the Extra Cosmic Witchkind Legion, and uh, she is on Earthsea uh, as part of a secret mission, uh, which ultimately ends in a lot of. Uh, unfortunate things happening and the revelation that uh, she had uh, uh, her own her own daughter named Edie in this story, Edie Hallie. And uh, she and basically I have my own set of, of, of kids, the Upsilons that are uh, my OCs uh, that are going to be a major focus of the story going forward. Um, and 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 basically it's it's gonna be this oh god never mind it's impossible to pitch it's impo- it's as soon as, as soon as i started trying to like s- succinctly put it into words what what god feels three is it's like oh god i don't fucking know uh the 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 skip the skip to act five moment is that is that the most recent fic which is god feels three part two uh double album and the idea is that there's two fics going on uh, one of which followed. Basically, there there was an event at the end of Godfields Three Part One that was so fucked up and weird that it split the entire cast into two camps that are diametrically opposed. And now they're leaving Earthsea, locking the door so that nobody can come in or out. And now they're those two camps are on their own adversarially. So one side follows Silverbark and the people that go with her, and the other side follows this other character, Dana, who is sort of nebulously symbolically tied to Dirk, but the, the actual relationship there is, is unknown. Um, and all the people that went with her and through that, we're going, we're seeing both like this series of conspiracies and kidnapping plots play out in the present while also in the past, uh, seeing flashbacks of Silvermark's life in the EWL and Dana's life in the EWL and exploring gender and relationships and a lot of the shit that Godfeels 2 has already done, but in a very different context. We're using very different characters towards very different ends. It's I know it sounds as a space opera completely unrelated, but it is all of the same uh, genetics and it, it it's wacky i don't know there's a lot of weird shit uh I, I i'm really i'm really proud of where this story goes and what it's become uh and i i don't know how i got here and i don't i i don't envy anybody having to <laughs> to to stare down the barrel of this behemoth especially uh knowing that it is only going to get longer um but yeah uh it's it's uh I don't know. It's 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 the thing. It's the thing that I've enjoyed making the most of of almost anything I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's deeply personal and affecting, and I've put so much of the big event that occurred at the end of three part one is I wrote it while I was being evicted, and it very much uh, uh, reflects the the trauma of that, um, and like. One other thing that I wanted to say, uh, like Dave being out of character in two part one, uh, when when June comes out 
that's that's always the thing that like y'all y'all voiced this feeling like like Dave being an asshole is that really in character? Yeah, um, that's a little bit of my Blorbo thing. I love Dave. It, it, it's it's uh-huh. hard. It's hard. Yeah, you know how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I really didn't have a great grasp of the character voices in that scene. Um, and and looking back, I would have written it a little bit differently. And I wish I would have put. Uh, I wish I had the opportunity to, to 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 give June and Dave some like backstory to kind of explore how they got to that moment. Mm-hmm. But but Dave's sort of the way that he reacts was is sort of meant. I I I wrote it kind of pulling from experiences that I had with my friends uh, coming out and like mm-hmm. J- Jane's reaction, the way that she's like kind of two steps forward, one step back, as far as being an ally goes, uh, is, is like based on my sister-in-law and how she was. Um, so God Feels is and always has been very autobiographical for me, which is weird because uh, half of the story is now about like a magical girl space marine outfit that exists to infiltrate failed universe, uh, failed spurb sessions uh, to save kids from their wretched fate, uh, and 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 also has a bunch of people on a um, beat up space van going on stupid adventures on jungle planets. Uh, it's a, it's, I don't know, I don't know what this thing is. Uh, I'm glad that y'all liked what you read. <laughs> it's it sounds like a great time. Uh, I have a lot of stuff on my plate, but at some point I may mm-hmm. bring myself to uh, come back around and check it out. Um, Me too. Sounds sounds like it's a wild time. <laughs> Actually, I actually had something. One, one, one last question. Uh, yeah. Is there an end in sight for Godfields? Uh, yes. In in that I do know, like I I when I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I want I want this thing to be done. It it is in a very real sense. This thing has possessed me. When I wrote Godfields one, I hit a point where it possessed me, and I just it just fell out and the same thing happened with two uh it, like i to a dangerous degree and then at the end of three part one when i was getting evicted uh i got so i wrote so much like i i think i wrote including stuff that i cut i think uh, i think i wrote about two hundred thousand words in like just shy of a month uh i that was really unhealthy and it almost like destroyed uh, two of the most important relationships of my life, uh, and so I very much learned from from that experience. Uh, it's 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 sort of it's very easy to fall into this thing and let it kind of consume me. Um, so I don't want to be doing this forever, and I want to I want to, but 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 I I enjoy making it with people, and I'm I have you know I'm I'm gonna be bringing on more and more collaborators to kind of speed things up, ideally. Uh, but uh, I plan for uh, Godfields Three Part Three to be the end, um, okay. uh, and it's I have a couple of different endings in mind uh, that I'm I'm sort of keeping my options open. Uh, I as a as a writer I have to have like some degree of plan that is also extremely flexible because. I just like it, when I get bored in a scene, sometimes I'll just throw a, r- r- a screaming monkey in the middle of it and be like, all right, guys, you deal with this now. 
so I, I need I need an ex, I need an extent of flexibility. Um, but I think it will. Uh, there is there is an ending, and I I think that this story that I have finally embarked on uh, with three part two uh, could ultimately be uh the the best thing that i'll that i'll ever write uh if i can if i can pull it off um i'm, I'm doing some things with long-term interpersonal gender arcs uh that i i haven't really seen in fiction um and i and i uh want to keep doing that also my friend julia who is, has written some stuff for god feels has made a tabletop game out of the EWL that's called Legions. Uh, and she and her friends have been doing this campaign for a while now that is incredible. And the game is like, I don't know. That there is, so there is like uh, the, the craziest thing. I, 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 will st- I will end my rant here. The craziest thing about all of this is that Godfields has fan works. It's not just fan art. There are right now, there are three i think three albums of of music made for godfields wow. uh uh and there is uh podfields which is a audio drama adaptation of godfields that is uh full cast and uh everybody in, like the, the people involved in it have no experience uh, and they're doing an incredible job. And each, like, they've just recently released episode four, which gets up to the end of June's coming out scene and storming out. Um, and it's and it's incredible. And I would I would recommend that as a as a good way for people to read the beginning of Godfields because I think the way that they inflect emotion into certain things helps sell it a little bit better uh, in some places. Um, but uh, like the existence of pod feels and, 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 and I've seen people like cosplay as my June, uh, a lot of transgender lesbians mostly. Um, and, and, and that's just, it's just weird. It's, it's weird. Uh, there was one artist, um, Janet girl pills. Uh, she did some really good art, uh, of June ages ago. And I was like, Hey, I love your art. Would you be interested in doing a thing for God feels officially? And now she's just doing sprites. She's just doing so much stuff for us. And I don't know how I got so lucky. Uh, and that's all that I really care about. Like I, I, I just got, I've just stumbled ass backwards into a crowd of people who are immensely talented and really hyped to, to be part of whatever this fucking thing is. And all I all I really want is is for for people to feel inspired to make their own stuff. And the fact that there is so much stuff coming out of the people who who read Godfields, uh, that's the ideal. That's what I want. And it's it's beautiful and it's bizarre and it's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> And it's a lot. It feels at times like way too much responsibility, uh, and then at times it's like, who cares? I don't. It's just. It's just odd. I don't know. But it, yeah, I. It, I love it. It, it. it really sounds like you've kind of uh, carried on the spirit of like having your own little home stuff, basically. Which is yeah, very cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It is really something else. Um, I. There was a, there was a while when when 
early on when two was coming out, people liked to say, oh, this is better than the epilogues or this is I prefer this to the epilogues. (laughs) And I've always said very much like, no, I am not trying to replace the epilogues. This is a this is side by side with the epilogues. Um, And now it's just so much its own thing. And, And I'm and I'm. I'm shocked at how many people give a shit. We're just completely into original fiction territory now. Like most of the cast is OCs. The settings are completely unrelated to Homestuck. And 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 people are people are into it. I don't I they're they're following me. They're 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 coming with me on this stupid journey. Uh and and so yeah, that's that's I, I feel incredibly lucky that that this has happened. Uh yep. and I'm glad that y'all liked. Uh, I'm glad that y'all liked Godfields. What are you gonna read next? What do you? What are, have you decided on? What you're gonna read next? John always decides these things. Um, oh, I see. It's, it's still a little up in the air. Uh, there's a few things on the table. I have to maintain mm. my status as the version version of into whatever we're going into. So this, mm. it's, uh, it's always mm-hmm. John deciding these things. But I think we floated around a bit, Detective Pony. Yeah, this is a, a fun thing. Oh. Oh, Detective Pony is essential reading. Um, I would say Detective Pony, uh, if the epilogues hadn't come out, Detective Pony is the closest thing to the epilogues that we ever would have gotten. I'll keep this in um, mind. Yeah, uh, it's it's an incredible it's an incredible work of art. Um, there is actually a short film version of it. I, I can link it to you, but there's a short oh film version of it on YouTube that's like done with like Barbie dolls. Uh, it is so so ludicrously high effort and and i love it it's really good um, we'll absolutely have to check that out once we get around to it yeah um uh, yeah. uh so uh <laughs> right. um where can i get where can our guests uh find you uh yeah elsewhere? yeah um well, with the breakdown of social media, uh, I'm, I'm still, for the moment, on Twitter at HMS No Fun, but uh, I'm primarily posting on Mastodon these days, where my handle is um, sarahzedig at shrike.club. I'm on co-host at Sarah Zedig. Uh, I'm unfortunately on Blue Sky. Don't follow me there. Don't use Blue Sky. <laughs> I am there. I am there as a as a witness to uh, natural disaster, um, and that's all. Uh, and, and I'm on YouTube. Um, my channel is called Let's Talk About Stuff. Um, I do beyond fiction. I I, I do a lot of uh, media analysis. Um, working on a video about. Uh, 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 Tears of the Kingdom right now uh, and how, some of the issues that I had with its story mm-hmm. uh, which will ironically enough include some uh, basically fan fiction uh, fan fiction as media criticism uh, uh, which I, I have no idea how I'm going to win over it but that'll be an interesting experiment if nothing else mm-hmm. um, yeah so those are, those are some of my places um, I Oh, I'm also on co-host. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, I just I yeah. So. That's that's where sorry. That's where I've been writing a lot of like more long form form blog posts. Um, mm-hmm. And then on Tumblr, I I answer a lot of asks about Godfields specifically, where I've written tens of thousands of words. So if 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 the blathering that I have done today 
uh, is remotely compelling to you at all, uh, just find the Sarah Posts tag on, on my Tumblr page and uh, you will find no uh, no shortage of me going on forever and ever. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it was thank you for uh, having me. awesome to have you around. Um, and uh, thank you for answering our questions. Yeah, um, I just want to say really quick, thank sure. you for asking me permission, first of all, whenever you decided to, or whenever you were floating the idea of reading Godfeels. Yeah, uh, no problem. You, I, you, you messaged me first. Um, and that was, that was a really, that was, that meant a lot to me. And I really appreciated, uh, how, how willing you were to engage with the text, mm -hmm. even when you didn't necessarily like it, uh, mm -hmm. or enjoy what it was doing. And that's all that I ever ask from anybody. I don't care if anybody likes it or enjoys it. I just want people to, to engage with the text as it is. And it's the same thing that I want them to do to the epilogues and to Homestuck itself and to ideally all fiction and media that they, that they come across. Uh, and I, and I think you, um, this, you, this show, you, you, you've set a, you set a pretty good example in, in that, uh, on that front. And, uh, I, I, I am honored to be your first guest and, uh, the, your first fan work, uh, featured in in here so yeah thank you yeah and in, in, in light of how things have been in the fandom for the past few years uh if if we're going to be tackling fan works i i just want us to be fair about it yeah yeah, yeah it was very um very much like wanted to be clear that like there was no bad faith approach involved just because it seems like it's so rampant these days yes yeah um, and yeah it, yeah it's really really appreciated and uh yeah i'm uh, I really, uh, obviously love talking. So thank you for having me on. Awesome. Well, um, I guess, uh, John, you want to like do the thing? Yeah, we can, we can wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, um, yeah, well, uh, uh, thank you again for coming on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, listeners, uh, thank you. F well, thank you. I, the thing is that we started doing these like once a month or every so, and I've just forgotten how to do the outro. It's crazy. <laughs> um, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, uh john would you like to uh thank our patrons as we usually do before we sign off i would love to you your 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 two are still the same so um all right uh so thank you so much to uh michael p and poof the 27th and then john the, the other 10 of you uh jay unionize everything except cops logan conduit of queerness mage of life uh ashen one haxis three tezrak cowgirl vriska danny caffeine yeah. gareth f simon martins and corin thank you all for supporting us a special shout out to our uh dear friend and patron simon martins for getting married recently yeah uh, big shout out to that guy um yeah uh thank you so much to everybody um patreon.com slash hpcast if you'd like to join those illustrious names uh thank you so much to everybody else for tuning in uh it, always good to have anybody coming in listening it means a lot um, and as always, our third shout out goes out to Alex, uh, our producer. Uh, as always, everything we do is made possible by his hard work. Um, so thanks so much to Alex. Uh, and thank you to Sarah for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, we will, it, we, as you heard us discuss, probably, uh, we are working on coming up with whatever we're going to do next. Um, but you will hear from us shortly on that. Uh, and in the meantime, um, we will see you later. See ya. Yeah.